to a special edition of Milkshake Monday. In lieu of tomorrow, we're going to actually have the teaching tonight in celebration of Memorial Day. I've entitled the teaching, One, Two, Three, Red Light. Now, let me start by giving my remembrance for those members of the armed forces who have lost their lives decades uh, past and even recent days. I'd like to share not only my love and appreciation to them in Memorial, but also to their families. I remember back in college meeting my dear roommate, uh, not roommate, but friend, and she shared how she really didn't get to know her dad because her dad was in the military and he lost his life. And so she has pictures of him and stories of him from her mother. But in reality, we have to recognize that when the people who are in armed services uh, die, that they leave behind family and friends to mourn their lost years past as well. So we thank them for their sacrifice. Now, in the last few weeks, we have seen tragedy after tragedy with the loss of life through mass shootings and killings of children and adults and all kinds of family members and friends of these people. And for a while, many of us will say how sorry we are, how tragic things are, and we would go to those people and basically tell them, you know, our condolences. But then there would be a pause, a day or two that would go by, and we would forget. We would put it in our memory banks to say it was horrible, it was tragic. I remember seeing the the actual coach that was getting ready to play one of those professional sports and he broke down because he said he was just tired of all of the prayers and, and moments of silence and when would we do something? And it made me think that he was really right because if we think about the past tragedies and loss of lives, it hits us for a day or two, but then we just go on. We just wait and go on and then there's another news flash of some tragedy and takes over the news cycle for a couple days and we talk about the violence, we talk about the whatever happened with that person who was the perpetrator and then we see the flashes of the lives lost. In this case, we're seeing little children and teachers and grandmas and, and people that lose their lives and it affects us. But then we go on. And I thought about one, two, three, red light, because I found myself maybe two or three days later after hearing about the second tragedy, and I was doing my exercises, and I said, how bizarre of me. I said, here I was just saying how sad and tragic something was, and then I found myself going about my normal routine. And I said, it reminded me of that game when I was a child where we would be out in the yard and we would play one, two, three, red light. And as long as you were at one or two and you were coming up on three, you were moving. But then all of a sudden, red light, you stopped. And that's how I feel sometimes when we go through these tragedies. We stop, but then we know one, two, and three is coming up when we get back rolling again. And I'm not saying that we just stop tragically, but it made me think of the game. But then it also reminded me of the scripture that was in Matthew 24, verse 12, and it says, And because of iniquity shall abound, and because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure until the end, the same shall be saved. And this gospel 
of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for witness until all the nations and then shall the end come now this is after the rapture and this is during the tribulation period but i kept thinking of that word wax cold and i've taught about it but i said how cold are we becoming when we see tragedy after tragedy and then there's a fight between those who want to have gun reform and those who don't want gun reform and then the people that are getting in the red side and the blue side and then we're talking about everything except for the pain the gut-wrenching pain of people who have lost lives we celebrate memorial day for remembering the armed forces members that have given their lives for freedoms that we take for granted and then we find ourselves in these tragedies of which we pay attention one moment and then we turn aside and go about our business another moment and nothing changes. So for tonight's Milkshake Monday, I wanted to give some kind of understanding for some things about the Lord that I wanted to show that he has plans for us that are hopeful, but he also shares with us some red lights, some stop signs, some things that tell us that we have to consider and do, but at the same time, we can ignore them. Everything with God, it says, this is what my plan is, this is what I want for you, but ultimately we have that free will, and we can ignore them. But there are going to be times that I am going to say that God is saying, one, two, three, red light, stop. Stop doing what you want. Stop doing what Anita wants. Stop doing what the devil wants, and pay attention to what he said what he wants and what he explains that if we don't do some of these things, there are consequences. Now, I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer, but I wanted to think about one, two, three red light when it comes to even Memorial Day, even the day that we stop to celebrate those who are heroes, those who have sacrificed. But I know that we also take that time to remember those people who we loved, who gave us great learning lessons in our lives, who gave us discipline, who gave us funny stories, who gave us memories, who gave us a, a mighty bit of our life and the seasoning of our lives. And many times they taught us things that we didn't get until we got much older, but they said, you'll get it sometimes. And my oldest sister would say to me sometimes when I ask questions, she said, I was wet behind the ears. And some of us as grown-ups are now just starting to figure out some lessons that our loved ones gave us. So I wanted us to go to Jeremiah 29, verse 11, because I want you to always realize that when you say that you love the Lord and you trust him, I want you to understand that he has a great plan for your life. He didn't just birth you into this world to do nothing. There's a plan. Now, one, two, three, red light. Will we stop our will, our selfish ambitions, and actually ask God what his plan is for our life? Stop and listen to figure out what is he saying? Pay attention to some of those things that he's trying to explain in our lives that we're going the wrong direction. Stop and understand that he wants us to do something that is for his purpose, his divine plan, and not for us. So Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Now, hope and a future are powerful words. 
But he also says, I'm not trying to harm you. I'm not trying to get you. I'm not trying to derail you. I'm not trying to make you sad, lonely, depressed. I'm not trying to do anything to cause you to feel less than what he's created you to be. That's Satan. You have Satan and you have God. And I said, I think sometimes we get confused with the one that's trying to help us, to tr the one that's trying to make us whole, the one that's trying to give us love and attention, not negative attention, not sick attention, but attention where he's going to say, I want the best for you. I want you to have a hope. And if you know anything about hope, you may not see the very thing that God is doing, but he's working a plan out for your life. But he wants you to have that moment of one, two, three, red light. Stop. Stop. Take a pause. Ask him. Listen to him. And actually follow him. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. So it's not that he's not willing to direct our path. It's are we willing to stop and listen and follow big word. He's got us hoping and he's saying a future, that he has a future plan for us. And that plan is of the Lord. He's not doing anything as our Holy Father to hurt us but to help us and to grow. But here's some things that he's going to tell us. One of the things that I noticed that's been perpetual in the last few tragedies is they've been talking about some of these young kids. I mean, they're young. They're not even hitting 25, some of them. And they're killing people. And they're finding that some of these young men are on the dark web and they're talking to one another and they're feeding and festering all this hateful decisions and things that they're thinking. And it shows us that this idea that we don't want to learn from the Lord, we don't want to learn from the Bible, but we want somehow these children to learn about life through cartoons and video games and the phones and all the apps and the TikToks and the YouTubes and all this thing. That's not working. It's causing them to be destroyed from the inside out. Now, some of these young men are being raised by people other than their parents. Mom and dad may have got together and consummated a sexual relationship, but when the baby came out, they didn't have time to, to train the baby up. They didn't care about the children. And now you have these older people who are their grandparents trying to raise these children. Thank you, Lord, for their attempts to do that. But that's still hard on grandparents. But I want you to see in this scripture, and we always talk at the beginning about, we used to talk about how we had the Ten Commandments. Well, the Ten Commandments always had the ones that we will remember, but look what it says. It says here in Exodus 20, verses 12, Honor thy father and mother that the days may be long in the earth. Now, that's what I used to memorize, but I had to go to the scripture and read it out of a different version to get even more clarity. Honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. But I want you to see, before you got to that scripture, that commandment, it says, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. But then it goes into this honor your father and mother. But get this. The commandments right after that honor thy father and mother are saying some things that as I thought about all these young men that were starting to 
dishonor their people who were their parental guidance, whether their mom or dad, grandparents, grandma, whoever was giving them guidance, when they went off track, look what started to happen. It was almost as like the Ten Commandments was God's way of saying, you know, we have a hard time of following these, but if you choose not to follow them, especially these young adults and these kids, look what happens. And look what happens in the Ten Commandments. It says, you shall not murder. Well, when you stop honoring your father and your mother, then you don't even have that you respect authority of any kind, that you respect life. And then look what it says. You shall not murder is the next commandment. Then it says you shall not commit adultery. All this type of lewd behavior and sexual behavior and deviant behavior, people don't have rules. They don't think they need God. They don't need to follow the Bible. They throw all this stuff out and say, oh, we don't need anything about Jesus. We don't need anything about religion. Look what it says. You shall not steal. We're talking about different violence and the fact that the law enforcement have so much to do that they don't even have time because there's so many evil things that are happening. We'll let these little misdemeanor crimes just, you know, let them steal because we really don't have time and we don't want to incarcerate everybody. I was like, there's a perpetual progression of what's happening. And this says you shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. Lying, lying. So you got lying, you got stealing, you got adultery, you got murder. But you got this not honoring thy father and thy mother. And you see a lot of these young kids are dying. And even when they die, they're killing other people. Those little children that just recently were murdered, they had a future that was ended because someone didn't think their life was valuable and spent time contemplating and thinking of such evil. Well, what does that have to do with what I'm talking about. One, two, three, red light. Go to Matthew chapter 15. This is Jesus speaking. We just talked about that same scripture in Exodus 20, which is the Ten Commandments, and most people know about it. But Christ says that we've gotten to the point that we're letting our own traditions outweigh what he says in the Word of God. And he talks to the scribes in this passage here to say, I tell you something in the scriptures. But you come back and say something differently. You make your rules and your traditions trump what I say. And he starts to talk about the contrast between what he says in the word versus what they say. And then he starts to talk about what defiles and how sometimes God knows what's defiling us. God understands what's going on. But we seem to think that we know it all. One, two, three, red lights, stop. We don't know it all. And every Memorial Day that we have where we celebrate those soldiers who have given up their lives and left behind daughters and sons and wives and family members for our sake, we have to remember that they gave their lives for us to have all kinds of freedoms and liberties. But they also expected for us to have values and the values of our young adults our children our family structure is that we should have some knowledge of who god is and what god says means something and when christ is talking here to say you can't change what i say and think it's going to work out because it doesn't so here in chapter 15 of matthew verse 1 it says then the scribes and the pharisees these are religious leaders these are people who are supposed to know what God says. 
They say, it says, therefore the scribes and Pharisees who were from Jerusalem came to Jesus saying, why do your disciples transgress the traditions of the elders? For they do not wash their hands when they eat bread. He answered and said to them, why do you also transgress, transgress the commandments of God because of your tradition? For God commanded saying, honor your father and your mother. And he who curses father or mother, let him be put to death. Can I stop for a second? I'm going to talk about discipline in a second. And I'm throwing in that discipline because I don't try to say names of people, but there are people in my lives, my life, who have grown children. And they're older. And these grown children cuss them out. These grown children disrespect them. These grown children take advantage of them, steal from them, mistreat them in all kinds of ways. And when I share or when people that I know talk to them, they say, that's not right. Don't allow this. Don't let it keep festering because if they can do the cussing out, if they could come up in your face, they're going to hit you. They're going to do something to steal from you. They're going to do something and ultimately hurt you. And people will say, oh, they never do that. And then we see these young people killing people. They're going to kill other people. God's word is true. You cannot let these little bitty, I see little kids sometimes, little babies, slap back at their kids. Oh, they're just playing. Oh, this cute. That's not cute. That's not cute. And then my dear friend Michelle, hello, Michelle. She's a teacher, a retired. These children are coming into the schoolhouse with that attitude and that evil folly that think that they can control even telling their teachers bad things, cussing and hitting back because mama and daddy did not tell them what God says. You can't do that. And if you do that, there's a consequence of discipline. We're going to talk about that in a second. If you love your kids, you need to discipline. I'm not saying do anything that's abusive, but you have to let children know the right and wrong because if you don't, they're going to find themselves disrespecting, dishonoring, cussing, hurting your, you as parents. But they'll do it to other people. If you don't allow them to know right and wrong in the authority, then it's going to only perpetuate to have bad things happen. So when he says to them, and he who curses father or mother, let him be put to death. I'm not telling you to kill your kids, but you need to discipline them. But you say, whoever says to his father or mother, whatever profit you might have received from me is a gift to God. Then he need not honor his father or mother. Thus you have made the commandment of God of no effect by your tradition. Hypocrites! Well did Isaiah prophesy about you saying, these people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me and in vain they worship me, teaching us doctrines, the commandments of men. When he called the multitude to himself, he said to them, hear and understand. This is the key part in verse 11. Now what goes into the mouth defiles a man, but what comes out of the mouth, this defiles a man. Let me read it again. Not, I said it wrong. 
Not what goes into the mouth defiles a man, but what comes out of the mouth defiles a man. Because out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. Some of these people that we're seeing that are doing these destructive behaviors, they have been thinking evil. They've been plotting evil. They've been typing evil. They've been saying things. But we just kind of discount it. And over time, that discounting and discounting keeps festering. And then all of a sudden, they're cussing out parents or grandparents. They're cussing out teachers. They're cussing out anybody they feel like. They don't disrespect. They don't listen. They don't listen. And then all of a sudden, something happens, and we all go, I'm sorry, my condolences. We have to understand, one, two, three, red light. We have to stop. We have to stop and get serious about teaching people about what thus saith the Lord. The last scripture tonight is going to be from Hebrews 12, verses 6 to 11. Because I think sometimes we think when we start to share truth with people that we love, that somehow we're not being loving. But God is telling us that if we love our children, if we love our nieces, our nephews, all these different people in our lives, these kids in the neighborhood, we have to share truth. We have to share the love of the truth of what God is teaching us. And those people that have gone past that we will remember tomorrow, whether they're the armed force members or they're their grandparents or husbands or fathers or mamas or all those people that y'all know, they told us some lessons. They gave us some wisdom. They gave us some things that we are still chewing on trying to figure out. But guess what? They didn't keep their mouth closed. They would sit us down and they would tell us some things. They would explain some things. If you went on the porch, they would give you some wisdom, some nuggets. But they loved us enough to share and even stop us and say, you know, you know you're going down the wrong path, honey. You know, you're doing some things that are not right. You're with some people that are not good for you. They would say things. And as we think about Memorial Day, remember that we had people in our path who passed on, not folly, but passed on some wisdom for our sake, to help us, to help us to, to grow and to meet that hopeful future that God had for us. So in Hebrews 12, verse 6 through 11, it says, verse 6, we're going to say, For the Lord disciplines the ones he loves and chastises every son whom he receives. It is for discipline that you have to endure. God is treating you as sons. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? If you are left without discipline, in which all have participated, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. This is all about protection. Besides this, we have had earthly fathers who disciplined us and we respected them. Shall we not much more be subject to the father of spirits and live? For they disciplined us for a short time as it seemed best to them. But he disciplines us for our good, that we may share his holiness. For the moment, all discipline seems painful. Y'all know it. It was painful. Rather than pleasant. But later, we're in the later for some of us who are older. And we can reflect on what we had from those people that we're going to remember. We're going to remember mama and daddy and husband and wife and grandma and granddaddy and auntie and all those people. We're going to remember what they said to us. And we're going to probably remember some, some pats on our bottoms. But guess what? They loved us enough to say, 
This is right. This is wrong. You will not do this. You can do this. But if you do this and you do it wrong, you're going to get a consequence. But here it says, for the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant. But later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Now, I know that, I don't know what you're expecting for Memorial Day. For me, uh, I never have been one of those people who go to funerals and, or I shouldn't say go to funerals, but the grave sites and just go there over and over Memorial Day. If I think about the people that are were in my life, I think about them. I think about them and I thank God for them. But I know that their physical bodies that are in the ground, that they're not there. I understand that they're with the Lord for those who knew the Lord. And I thank God for my time that he gave me because, you know, the Lord allowed our paths to cross. And I believe it's because of that first scripture that... You can be sad by mama and daddy and all the people who have gone. And that's normal. We all miss our loved ones. We all miss them. And I, I say that and I tear up too like you sometimes. But this is what I want you to gather that the Lord loved you so much that he allowed them to be in your life. And even for those who didn't get to know their moms and dads because of death, because of their sacrificing them, their lives, being on the battlefield, the Lord allow that person to live and have a life so that you could be born, so that you can live, that you can minister to other people, you can serve him. And in the pain of missing the people that we will miss, take the time to talk to God and say thank you. And thank him for the fact that they got to be a part of your life, a part of your ingredients of what built you, what made you, what seasoned the life that you have, the lessons that you have, the good, the bad, all those in-between things that happened, the laughter, the joy, the sadness of all that they meant to you. And remember that in Jeremiah 29, 11, always remember that the Lord says that I know the plans I have for you. Even the sadness that you may feel, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. And I know, just like y'all know me, and what I'm going through, our futures have these loving, wonderful people in them for such a time. But now is the time that we have to take the lessons that we got from those wonderful people those sacrifices that those wonderful people put in us. And we have to live the life to give to others, to share to others, to teach to others, to admonish to others, so that we can let them understand that there's a time that there's a one, two, three red light that they need to stop and ask God, what's his plan and purpose for their lives? Just like we have to ask for ourselves. So I wanted to share something with you. I will not be on on Monday night. This is the special edition for Milkshake Monday so that you can have it tonight. Uh, my family's asked that we actually spend time tomorrow together and I have honored that. But I also wanted to give a teaching of the Lord uh, for Milkshake Monday so that you would have it. And I love you and I just ask you to continue to be in prayer for our nation, our world, for your families, for your neighborhoods, for your schools, for all of this, because evil is here. 
Satan understands his time is drawing nigh, but God said that he would be with us till the end of the age and he would stick closer than a brother and he would not leave us or forsake us. So if whatever your feelings for Memorial Day and the upcoming days for what we're going to see unfold, just know that God is with us. God loves us and we are his children. And we can all remember that the harvest is ripe, but the labors are few. We're part of that labor force. So do what thus saith the Lord and go out and share the gospel of the good news of Jesus Christ. I love you and Lord willing, I will see you next week. God bless you.